Ah man, a Christmas episode. Transformers never did a Christmas episode. I mean, I guess they did drive to the Arctic Circle at least once, but they didn't call that one Rumble the Red-Nosed Reindeer or the Polar Trans-Europe Express. Our story begins as the Joes are taking some toys to a toy drive. I'm not sure if you guys realize this, but most of the characters and vehicles you see on this show can actually be purchased in toy form. So that's a weird coincidence. Naturally, this attracts the attention of my favorite excellently named Cobra dude, Wild Weasel. Happy holidays from Wild Weasel, you Christmas turkeys! Did you hear that? He said happy holidays! The war on Christmas started with Cobra! Just as suddenly as he appeared, Wild Weasel takes off. The Joes wonder why. Covergirl says, let's not look a gift horse in the mouth. And then we cleverly cut to a toy horse with sinister intentions. Is cleverly the word I want here? Probably not, but I'm far too lazy to stop and think of a better one. The Joes return to headquarters, which looks like that warehouse where they stuck the Ark of the Covenant at the end of Raiders. Then Roadblock, who we've established in previous episodes, knows his way around a kitchen, presents the team with a Christmas turkey. The second he appeared on screen, I started the clock counting down to him referring to someone as a turkey. Also, Mutt chooses not to eat because he's kind of bummed out, and I actually don't have a joke for this. I mean, I hardly expect a Sunbow show from the mid-80s to engage in a nuanced exploration of holiday depression, but even acknowledge that late December is hard for some people is a lot more than most kids shows from this time would have bothered with. Also, Junkyard follows Mutt on his mope walk because he's a good dog. Then this happens. A Trojan rocking horse! We've been snookered! I cannot possibly be the only one who assumed that full-sized Cobra dudes somehow emerged from that toy horse. Maybe this was the writers cleverly alluding to the fact that this show often has weird ideas of scale and perspective? Or maybe they've just cleverly made the invading forces action figure size because of that thing I said before about selling G.I. Joe toys? Also, I'm still not sure I'm using the word clever correctly in this context. The Joes fight the tiny Cobras for a while, and then they're restored to their full size by some kind of reverse shrink ray, which Destro later informs us is called a Molecular Reducer Enlarger. Yeah, Reverse Shrink Ray is a way better name, and that took me as long to think of it as it did for my fingers to type it. And Cobra Commander again emphasizes that when he rules the world, Merry Christmas will no longer be a thing. Season's greetings! <laughs> Wait till Bill O'Reilly hears about this! A fight ensues, and apparently these cool-looking guys are called Snake Robots, which is not the very best name for them, I have to say. Unless S-N-A-K-E stands for something? Definitely not gonna bother looking that up. Then the Cobras gas the resisting Joes, even Shipwreck's parrot. You fiends! This week's dumb plot involves invading a city with stolen G.I. Joe vehicles and weapons and showing this video. Citizens of Keystone City, this is Sergeant Duke Hauser, G.I. Joe team leader. We're tired of serving our country. It's time the country started serving us. As of 1100 hours, the Joes declare your city under martial law, our law. Resistance will be met with deadly force. That is all. On the one hand, this is a pretty flimsy plan. On the other, this exact plan did actually work for Megatron, so what do I know? Also, in fairness, the Decepticons wearing Autobot masks made less sense than Zartan wearing a Duke mask, so this plan has a higher likelihood of success, I suppose. Cobra puts their Joe prisoners into a meat locker and shipwreck... Uh... You know, me and that side of beef could have a meaningful relationship. Is your brain frostbitten or what? Come on, cover girl, you got no imagination. Just watch. Hmm, okay then. 
I guess we can give partial credit for their escape to shipwreck and his weird meat shenanigans, but most of the credit belongs with Cobra Commander, who literally hangs the key to their handcuffs in the meat locker with them. For... reasons. But then Destro shrinks, I mean, molecular reducer enlargers the Joes. Or tries to. But the only one he manages to molecular reducer enlarger is Shipwreck's parrot. Then the Joes manage to restore him to his proper size and inadvertently create a giant parrot monster in the process. Damn it, this is putting the Eiffel Tower back in London all over again. Also, that bird deserves a damn medal for all the stuff he goes through in this episode. Then the Joes, driving Cobra vehicles, fight the Cobras, driving the Joes vehicles. So it's exactly the same kind of boring fight sequence we get in every episode, only people are parachuting out of the wrong planes! And yeah, that is my the episode thinks this is wacky but it's not tone, and I should be careful what I wish for because then a 50-foot parrot saves Christmas. This is the new greatest thing I've ever seen and it completely makes up for the lack of payoff with that roadblock turkey thing. 